This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 348th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. This week was exciting because I finished outlining my way to a clear structure for my portal fantasy work in progress dream breaker. The outline isn't finished, not by a long shot, but I've got a firm sense of where the plot is going, which is great. I felt like I was swimming around in the sometimes murky waters of the big picture. A little more than usual on this one since it had comparatively so little brew time in my imagination since last summer. But now I know exactly where I need to be going with this and I'm super excited about the route it's wanting to take. I read an article recently in Writer's Digest that talked about the value of bringing your logical left brain into the creative process by looking at your art, whether it's writing or photography or whatever, as a puzzle to be solved. And I totally resonated with that since it's largely how my outlining process works. It also harmonizes with Stephen King's analogy that writing a story is like unearthing dinosaur bones. The whole dinosaur was there all along. You just have to keep digging until you can uncover the whole skeleton. The latest post on my blog is don't make this mistake with your story structure. Readers may be willing to overlook certain missteps in your story structure, but not this one. Discover the worst story structure mistake you can make and why Iron Man 3 was guilty of it. This is the seventh in the series, The Do's and Don'ts of Storytelling According to Marvel, which you can find on my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled How to Use Scrivener to Edit Your Novels. As a writer, you need tools that will help you organize your thoughts and eliminate distractions so you can focus on what's really important, the story. One of the best tools, possibly of all time, for this is the powerhouse writing software Scrivener. I started using it a few years ago and it has transformed my writing process. But it does more than just help me outline and draft. It's great for editing, too. And today I'm going to show you how to use Scrivener to edit your way to a better story. Last year, I put out a two-part series about how I use Scrivener to outline my novels and write my first drafts. Right away, you guys wanted a third episode, how to use Scrivener to edit. At the time, I wasn't far enough along in my Scrivener experience to have used it to edit a work in progress, so I had to hold off until I could report on how things turned out. And I'm happy to report they are turning out fine. And this is thanks in no small part to Joseph Michael, known in writerly regions as the Scrivener coach, and also one of the most generous and stand-up guys I know. Scrivener's awesomeness is the result of its notoriously complex functionality. That means it does just about anything you can dream of. But first you have to figure it out. And that's where Joe and his detailed Learn Scrivener Fast course has come into the picture for me. He taught me how to use Scrivener so I can teach you how to use it to edit your books. Even better, I figured this week would be an appropriate time for this long-awaited episode since Joe has agreed to return by your popular demand for the third of what is quickly becoming an annual event around here, his free 60-minute Learn Scrivener Fast webinar, which I'm hosting this coming Thursday, August 4th, 2016 at 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. 
This is consistently one of the best free webinars I've ever been a part of. Joe absolutely crams it with helpful info on taking full advantage of everything Scrivener offers for streamlining and improving your writing and editing processes. It's always a packed house. We nearly broke the webinar platform the first time out. So if you're interested, grab your registration now. You can find that on my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. Now, here are my top six tips for how to use Scrivener to edit your fiction. And if you swing by my blog and find the transcript of this episode, you will find all kinds of screenshots illustrating all of these points if you need more of a visual reference. But first, a bonus tip. Tip number zero, simplify your editing by writing clean drafts. Now, obviously, this is a writing tip more than an editing tip, but I promise it will keep you from ripping out all your hair come editing time. So what is a clean draft? It's a draft that is already as neat as you can make it. And how do you do that without falling into the grip of rabid and utterly unproductive perfectionism? Number one, you outline. Outlining is like editing before writing. If you've worked out most of the major story problems and know where you're going before starting the draft, you'll be able to avoid the vast majority of big first draft problems. Number two, fix known draft problems. So did you just write a scene that you know isn't working? Stop now, go back and rewrite it. Too often when you leave a problematic scene behind you, the problems only snowball into all future scenes. Now, I'll grant this one can be a sand trap for some writers, so use it with caution. You don't want to get stuck editing the same scene over and over and over again with no forward progress. But if you know what the problem is and you know how to fix it, do so. Number three, stop quarterly for a 50-page edit. Don't just write your manuscript all the way through, unless you're competing in NaNoWriMo. It's way too easy to lose the forest for the trees as you get immersed in the minutiae of your prose. Stopping every quarter of the story at the first plot point, midpoint, and third plot point, and editing what you have so far is a twofold aid. Number one, it orients you in the overall flow of your story. And number two, it gives you a much tighter, cleaner first draft since you've basically edited it three times before editing. So this is the approach I use for all my novels, and it certainly doesn't guarantee you'll end up with a super clean, super polished first draft, but it does guarantee that it's much more likely. All right, so official tip number one, use Scrivener to edit your rewrite notes. The first step is to gather any rewrite notes. These could be notes you've already jotted down or just ones that are floating in the back of your brain. They could be big fixes. For example, cut this minor character, adjust timing on the midpoint, or give the antagonist a backstory. Or they could be relatively small tweaks. For example, make sure the protagonist's eye color is blue all the way through. Now, the fantabulous thing about Scrivener is that it allows you to keep all your notes neatly organized in one file. No more flipping through half a dozen Word and Writer files to find what you're looking for. So while writing the first draft, I keep a running list titled Rewrite Notes 
in the project notes section of Scrivener's inspector panel, which is on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Some of these notes I'll have already addressed during the 50-page edits, but a lot of them will be left over for the actual editing process. If an idea occurs to me while writing, it's easy to simply jot it in the rewrite notes section and keep on going. Then I can access and refer to the notes while I'm ready to start editing. They become, in essence, my rewrite outline, which is just a handy checklist for making each necessary change. Tip number two, use Scrivener to edit your story structure and word count. Scrivener specializes in giving you a quote-unquote big picture view of your story. It creates, in essence, an outline all its own in the binder section on the left side of the screen by listing all your chapters and scenes, which makes it really easy to look at your story's overall structure. You can, number one, make sure all the important structural turning points are accounted for, and number two, make sure the timing is accurate. There are seven major structural moments to be particularly aware of. Number one, the inciting event, which needs to happen around the 12% mark. Number two, the first plot point, which needs to happen around the 25% mark. Number three, the first pinch point, which needs to happen around the 37% mark. Number four, the midpoint, which needs to happen around the 50% mark. Number five, the second pinch point, needs to happen around the 62% mark. Number six, the third plot point, happening at the 75% mark. And number seven, the beginning of the climax, which needs to happen around the 88% mark. When I initially set up my outline in Scrivener, I create folders for each of my major structural moments and mark them with flag icons. Square flags for each of the three acts, triangular flags for each of the turning points within those acts. And then I build my chapters and scenes within those folders. To make sure I'm staying close to, on track, with the timing of each event, I add each scene's word count to its title so I can see at a glance where I'm at. And this shows me where I need to trim word count and where I may need to flesh out a section. Tip number three. Use Scrivener to edit chapter and scene order. This is one of my all-time favorite Scrivener tricks. Rearranging chapter or scene order, or even more tricky, the order of events within a single scene, can be mind-bogglingly difficult to get your head around when you can only see one screen's worth of your story at a time, as in Word. Scrivener lets you rearrange chapters and scenes merely by clicking and dragging within the binder. If you don't like the new order, then changing it back is as simple as clicking and dragging once more. Even better, you can break down tricky scenes into beat-by-beat sub-documents so you can see what your scene is really all about. And then you can click and drag those sections to remove repetitive elements and achieve the most powerful progression of events, as I did when editing a tricky dialogue scene in some of my projects. Tip number four, export your critique partner's preferred file types. So once you've completed your own edits within Scrivener, you then need to convert it to the proper format to share with your beta readers, critique partners, and editors. Now, the one major drawback, as I see it, to Scrivener is that it does not allow you to send an editable Scrivener file back and forth between users, which is mostly due just to the sheer size of the files. What this means is you must convert to some other file type. 
The good news is that Scrivener's export capabilities are vast. Everything from Word docs to Mobi and EPUB and everything in between. The bad news is that exporting can be tricky, especially if you're trying to format an ebook, although it's totally worth the effort. Others, including Joseph Michael, are much better equipped than I am to explain the intricacies of exporting into ebook formats. At this stage in the editing game, however, all you need to do is export a no-frills Word doc so you can share it with your critters. And the steps for that are pretty simple. Number one, click the compile button up in the taskbar. Number two, in the compile box that pops up, you can click the chapters and scenes that you want to include in the export. Number three, select the type of document you want to convert to, a Word doc in this case. And number four, hit compile and then select where you want to save the new file. And there are all kinds of additional options for adding a cover image and formatting the text appearance. But chances are at this point, you'll find it easiest to do most of that in Word once you get the doc converted. So now you're ready to send it out for feedback. Tip number five, use Scrivener to edit Word's track changes. One of Microsoft Word's best features is track changes, which records the changes your critique partners and editors make to your document and allows them to add comments. At this point, Scrivener doesn't offer anything of competitive similarity, which means Word is still the best program to use for sharing critiques. This means you need a system for switching between Word's track changes and your manuscript in Scrivener. One option is to simply use Word exclusively as your manuscript's master file once you reach the editing phase. I prefer not to do this since I lose accessibility of my Scrivener notes and I just have to plug it back into Scrivener eventually anyway for conversion to eback formats. Depending on the volume of corrections and comments you've received from your critique partners, you may find it easier to simply switch back and forth between Word and Scrivener, making quick corrections and adding footnotes in Scrivener to guide you to making the bigger changes later. And you can do that by selecting the Notes button in the Inspector on the right side of the screen and then punching the little plus button up at the top to add notes within your text, kind of like the Comments feature in Word's Track Changes. However, if you're dealing with a massive amount of changes, then a handy trick is to take a screenshot of the pertinent sections of your Word doc, then click and drag the images into Scrivener's Research Binder, and then you can use the split screen feature in Scrivener to show both the images with the track changes and your manuscript side by side for easy reference. Tip number six, use Scrivener's Snapshots feature to preserve old versions. Scrivener is very committed to making sure you don't lose important work, either unintentionally, it autosaves every five seconds, or through your own misjudgment. Before you make major changes to any given scene, use the snapshots feature in the inspector on the right hand side to save the current version. So if you find you liked the old version better after all, or if you need to reference it for any reason, you can easily find it in the snapshots section and roll back to revert to the earlier version. It makes the whole process of revision incredibly risk-free. So as you can kind of tell, my complete storytelling process from outlining to writing a first draft to editing has been improved thanks to Scrivener. I'm an unabashed fan 
of the program because I've seen firsthand how powerful it is for streamlining my writing and editing processes, showing me the big picture of my work, and basically just helping me stay out of my own way as I work toward my best stories. So give it a try. The program is a steal at $40 and there's a free 30-day trial, which is perfect if you're new to the program and want to give it a try before the free Learn Scrivener Fast webinar, which again is this Thursday, August 4th at 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So see you there. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week. 